0: You know, one of the genius things about this program is it is constantly changing. So, you know, throughout the different phases, you know, I started off with the Apex 10, got that under my belt. Now it went to... um, Double trouble, I think. Double trouble. (laughs) And now I was like, holy cow, it's going to get worse. All right. And then I started to get used to it. And then the Great Destroyer, I'm like... And there's so many different ways of pushing yourself. So if you, you know, through the time frame or through the the actual weight that you use. So it is a very humbling experience.
1: Hey there, my friend, this is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. And boy, do we have an amazing conversation for you today. We are joined by one of our very own Fit Fathers, Chris Ward. And Chris, like so many guys in our brotherhood, is just a phenomenal guy who has gone through a lot of challenges and has used this program and quite frankly, just the right kind of mindset of approaching life and new possibilities to create such profound changes in a very short period of time. Chris has had the program for some time, but he got very serious in December of 2022. And we're recording this in March of 2023. So he's been on the program for about four months. And in that time, he's made phenomenal physical changes. You can see some images if you're watching this on YouTube or something like that. But just know like, he's dropped his waist. He's built muscle. He looks so, so much more vibrant and energetic in his face and his body. But also, Chris has been going through a major life shift. And the word that he uses is a renaissance of sorts. Recently, um, he had a 15-year marriage with his wife that ended, and he has two 11-year-old kids, as you're going to learn. And as you can imagine, whether or not you've gone through divorce yourself, it is a lot of changes that happen financially, emotionally, physically, with the stress levels and all of that. And what happens to many people is a lot of challenges hit them, like life hits them in the face and they fall down. They start to have the woe is me victim mindset. But Chris has pretty much done the exact opposite. He's used this as a chance, this shakeup in his life, to rebuild, to reconnect with God, to just like get his life back on track. And certainly in the physical domain, by improving his nutrition with the program, by doing hard workouts, but also by putting in the work to examine and reflect and pray and connect. So if you're looking for some inspiration on what's possible in your mid 40s and your 50s, just look no further than Chris. I mean, he's totally changed his life in three months and he's so fired up to continue going. So Chris, I'm sure you are listen to this point. You have my deep respect for everything that you've gone through, that you're going through and where you're heading. You are a perfect example of the Fit Father. And for all the other brothers listening to this right now, I am just so grateful that we are here together as this community, sharing these stories and really just elevating one another. It is just really a privilege for me to be able to be here with you guys in these conversations. And today to present Chris Ward to the Brotherhood on this episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. Enjoy today's episode. All right, Chris, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project Podcast, my friend. I'm so happy you're
0: here. Great. Glad to be here. It's an honor speaking with you today, Dr. Ray.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for those who are listening in audio, they don't get to see that you have the classic blue FFP shirt on. So I I appreciate that. The color looks great on you, by the way. Excellent. Wearing it proudly. Thank you. (laughs) So to kick this off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to all the guys that are listening, your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about your family and what you do for work.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Well, um, once again, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. My name is Chris Ward. I am 47 years young. I was born in Delaware, uh, moved to Florida, Fort Pierce, Florida, Mm. when I was 11 years old. That would be 1986. Uh, Grew up in Fort Pierce, went to elementary school, middle school, high school. Uh, From there, you know, have a lot of friends, still local, still living in Fort Pierce right now. So... Fast-forwarding, I moved to uh, Tallahassee, Florida, to attend Florida State University. So nice. I was there for a couple of years, had a great time, graduated with my elementary education degree, uh, decided pretty quickly uh, that I did not want to go into teaching. So uh, I pursued my master's degree in instructional technology. I moved to Tampa, Florida, went to the uh, University of South Florida And uh, graduated there, fast forwarding a couple years, moved down to South Florida, uh, worked for a number of years down there, lived in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Hollandale Beach. Um, In 2007, I was married. 2011 is when my wife and I had our twins. I have a boy and a girl twin. Uh, They're 11 years old. Um, so in 2012, we decided to move back to this area for Pierce, uh, to raise the, the kids. This is where my immediate family is. So, uh, wanted them to be number one, have the family support number two, to be able to have that, you know, have the kids be raised with their family. So, uh, been here ever since. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So I think that kind of gives you a general sense of where I'm at Yeah, it does. Uh, as far as work, uh, I am an instructional designer. I uh, what that means is I develop instructional programs, mostly online training for companies, corporations. Also, do a lot of design, graphic design work, and anything related to learning.
1: That's cool. Yeah, and so yeah. May, maybe I'll. Man, I'm a little even nervous to ask you what you think about our instructional design of our program with your expertise, but maybe we'll get there. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but first off, I'd love to you to tell everyone now, um, how'd you find out about the program and what was really motivating you at the time to get started with something like oh. Fitfather Project?
0: Okay, great. Yeah, uh, great question. Um, I I think it's pretty similar to a lot of the stories that I've heard listening to other brothers on the, on the podcast. Basically, just kind of stumbled upon uh, an ad, I think through Facebook or YouTube. And you know, I really I loved your approach. It wasn't a real salesy technique or strategy. I'm like, all right, you know, your credentials spoke for themselves, and you know, you just had a lot of really good free stuff that I wanted to try out. Um, so I did that for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the videos that you provided on YouTube and, um, did that, I think last November, uh, you had the, the, uh, Black Friday sale, I think for phase one. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what, let me give this a shot. I think this is definitely something you know down my alley. So I, I did that. I, uh, you know, learn more about the the program and the philosophy and uh, I think in December I decided to go ahead and take advantage of the lifetime membership so that's really kind of what got me started nice with, with the program and yeah.
1: so you've been cranking on it pretty much this year
0: very focused going through the phases that's right yep so December up until now you know I'm relatively new so um, yeah. it's
1: yeah. It's cool. So we have like basically, like let's just say a three, mm-hmm. four-month snapshot of following right. the program. And I want to ask you, in that amount of time so far, what kind of results have you seen? How has this program changed your life? And I know that's a broad question, so right. we could break it down in terms of results with your body and your fitness, but maybe some me- mental stuff too. Let's just start to unpack yeah. that.
0: Sure, absolutely. Well, I think if we focused specifically on, on the physical side of things, that's really what got me started, obviously. Uh, but there's been so much growth mentally and spiritually following this program. And I'll I'll explain that in, in a, in a few minutes, but, uh, regarding the, um, the physical transformation, you know, kind of stepping back a little bit, I, you know, over the course of the years, I think most, like most guys, um, the weight kind of crept up on me. You know, I started working out when I was 18 years old didn't really have a you know specific uh, program per se. Just kind of went to the gym, worked out with my buddies, tried to get the beach muscles up. <clears throat> Didn't really see too much at that time. Well, when I moved to Florida State, it was around 1998. That's when the Body for Life program I think yeah. started. When I discovered it, and you know that was something very unique um, in the sense that you saw average people transform their bodies in 90 days. I'm like, that that looks great. I mean, the the proof is right there. Mm -hmm. It also helped that they had a hundred thousand dollar grand prize, you know, so that was external motivation for me. So, you know, I went ahead and, um, went ahead and, and just really committed myself to that 90 day challenge. And I went from, 220 pounds to 188 pounds in a matter of 90 days. And, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I didn't really have a, um, a strong self-awareness of where I was at 220 pounds, you know, I was mid twenties at the time, you know, I thought I was in pretty good shape. Well, not, it didn't, I didn't realize how, you know, what the potential that I had yeah. Until I went through that transformation process, right? So um, the 90 days happened and, you know, kind of throughout the years, I still followed that program, but it wasn't necessarily sustainable. I kind of lost interest. Uh, but the problem was, you know, with the, um, the eating plan, it was eating six small meals a day. Yeah. Well, I kind of kept that, that eating philosophy uh, and I, didn't really carry over the exercise so I could get away with that in my twenties, my early thirties, but, you know, um, reflecting and looking back on a lot of the pictures, you know, when I hit my mid thirties, early forties, I was, um, my mental perception versus reality was flawed. It it Mm. definitely didn't line up. And, you know, um, I think that in my head I was in good shape, but I wasn't. You know, so kind of fast forwarding a little bit, you know, once I became a dad, 2012, you know, had an office job, um, did not do a lot of working out during the for you know, the infancy years with my kids. I tried to, but you know, it definitely was not um very strenuous workout there was no plan no consistency and again you know just my weight fluctuated you know sometimes it would go up all the way up to 245 pounds i think the heaviest i got was about 250 pounds Mm -hmm. and once i hit that level i'm like oh i better do something about this and then i would do it like a 30 90 day whatever and um lose the weight, but it was just yo-yoing, yo-yoing, you know? Yeah. And again, you know, that mental perception was I'm, I'm still in good shape, you know, and, you know, 220 pounds to 240 pounds is pretty much the same yeah. in my head. Right. Yeah. And so, um, fast forwarding now that I'm into my forties, I'm 47 right now. Uh, once I got into my early forties, I started to, in the back of my mind, it started that switch happened where I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not a young buck anymore. You know, I, I better start really taking this a little bit serious, you know, more serious because I'm not getting any younger. And um, one thing I, I didn't mention was my dad had a stroke at the age of 45. So that thought process that was in the back of my head, but again, it didn't really align. You know, he was a, a smoker, bad diet, a lot of stress through work. And I was working out, exercising, I don't smoke and limited stress. So there was, you know, not necessarily that correlation. There was no health markers indicating that I was going to have a stroke, but that, that time frame, yeah. you know, that date of 45 is, was really creeping up on me. So that was in the back of my mind, but there was really no substantial change that I, I made. Um, well 2022 hit last year. Um, I had a, a huge um, life change happen um, after a 15 year marriage, my wife and I divorced. Um, so that was a huge blow. you know so you know the stress levels just basically my world getting you know thrown upside down yeah I, I really just I don't want to say I hit rock bottom. Uh, But I did, you know, if I were just reflecting on it, I'm like, wow, you know, this is severe stress, you know, that's happening in my life. And, you know, just, I'm going to have to do something. So um, there's many different areas of my life that um, I knew that I had to, you know, number one, refocus my relationship with God. You know, I was, I've been doing, you know, going status quo, kind of coasting, Lord, you know, uh, I'll call you when i need you type of thing uh but when you hit rock bottom when something like this happens you know you know divorce happens um so it was a wake up call so my my connection with with god really r- was restored right um and then you know going back to the physical thing you know uh, perspective i realized you know i'm I'm a single guy again, yeah, you know, so there was that motivation to <laughs> kind of get back into to shape, you know, um, so that's where, you know that's where we're at right now, you know, I, that was my main motivation to join the Fit father project was to get back into better shape. and uh, I kind of just um, went back into that mode of, you know, i'm I'm maybe I'm just a big guy i hit hit my ceiling i'm not going to be able to transform my body and that was kind of the mindset that i had or i'm just going to go back to where i was before Um, but going through just within this three month a little over three month period I'm just shocked at, at the the amount of physical transformation that's happened sometimes i just kind of wake up and kind of pinch my belly just to see if i'm you know is this real like there's nothing there you know this is great you know so um so that's um is you know just just from the physical side of things it's just been a transformative process um uh, but also just by listening to your podcasts, by, uh, li- you know, um, reading the literature that you have and just the support structure that you've created, it's, it, it is, um, really has been, uh, strengthening the mental, my mental game. mm mm-hmm which really is where everything, I think, really stems from, you know, and I, I think specifically listening to your your podcast with Connor Beaton, yeah, I've listened to that probably 10 times, and every time I listen to it, I glean some new wisdom, and I went ahead and bought his book, and I'm going through his book nice. right now, and just kind of, you know, listening to a lot of the wisdom that you're giving, a lot of the, com- the commentary, and just, um, you know, what he was saying about I, number one, you know, that the concept of the shadow yeah. of realizing that, man, how much hurt, how many emotions, how many um, life experiences have, have I been shoving into that black hole, that shadow that I really need to uncover. Yeah. So, in addition to this journey that I'm taking physically, that is also going to be what I'm doing um, over the course of the year and beyond is to really identify the the emotional and mental side of things for me, mm-hmm. and just to really grow and uh, just w- look my fear in the f- in the face and really number one uncover those those issues and just to really come up with ways and strategies to grow so that way that uh, the physical embodiment, as you said in, in that interview, aligns with my mental perspective. know, yeah, So,
1: man. You have my deep respect. What a journey you've been on. Integrated journey. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Super cool to see. And also, I, I imagine pretty shocking this has all happened in such a short amount of time, but also a testament what's possible with a lot of focused effort and the right support structures in place. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I want to I want to talk about um I guess maybe just because of your past history with something like body for life, which, you know, six small meals per day, high intensity workouts that are smart and some of the tenants of that program, how was this different for you going through FF30X? Um, well, a little compare and contrast or like what was stuck out as maybe more relevant to your life right now or just more effective than what you tried in the past with our particular methodology for guys over 40?
0: I think, well, what really stuck out to me was number one, just the at the very beginning, just the focus on nutrition without any talk about, uh, working out or exercise, the main focus was getting your diet straightened up. Mm -hmm. Right. That was a big, big thing for me, you know, because, uh, like I said before, I've always, you know, or maybe I didn't say this, but I've always had an issue with overeating. Just if something is in front of me, I'm going to eat it. There's no control. And sometimes I do. Once I, that mental switch happens, if I'm on a, a transformation workout, you know, whatever, that's when I hit the switch. But you know, for, you know, the way that you have it laid out, it's so simple and clear. And that's one of the, you know, the main things that I think has really helped me stick with it is, is the diet because that, you know, I, I know, uh, People say it's eighty percent, but for me, I believe it's ninety percent. If you know, it, it's a huge yeah. thing. And once, um, once I started to get my diet and just the weight, after it took a while. You know, if I was looking at the scale, you know, I have everything written down. Uh, it took probably about six weeks for me to actually see the the scale go down. However, you know, thank God I was doing other measurements. I was doing waist measurements. And I actually, even though I lost two pounds on, on the scale, I lost two inches off my waist. Yeah. So that was very encouraging just seeing that, you know, that, you know, that progress. And, you know, otherwise, you know, just looking at the scale, I probably would have been um, a little bit discouraged if that was my, main form of, of measurement but I think yeah that, you know, it's one of the things that you you encouraged us to do well
1: I think that's um, a good that's a good just yeah. note for everyone to listening oh, yeah. is like to have multiple ways of measuring progress and to find what's working you know obviously if the scale's not moving and your waist is not going down there's something that needs to change in the plan but I, I'm sure you had both the the, the waist measurements probably your mm-hmm. performance on the workouts probably overall, just general sense of how well you're feeling, like
0: subjective well-being stuff and some other metrics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think uh, the other thing that really stuck out to me was uh, in addition to the nutrition, the workouts are simple, but really hard. Yeah. I mean, the the Apex 10, you know, I'm thinking in my head, uh, this, this is it. I think a lot of guys are like that. like that's it but man once you get in there you know it's I have to really ensure that I'm not cussing like a sailor when I get into that seven to ten range yeah. because it it was brutal but you know it's amazing um that after I don't know two weeks I started to I'm, I'm getting through this you know I'm just pushing through the pain you know and, and uh and I just started to really just, you know, f- see the strength go up. Mm-hmm. One of the side benefits was uh, when it came to doing pull-ups. I've always, um, over the past you know five, ten years, whenever I do pull-ups, I was in that fifth five to six range. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do any more. Sometimes I would do like a you know assisted band workouts to do ten to twelve, but again, I kind of just like I'm old. You know, maybe it's just not going to happen and probably halfway through phase one. I think when we got into the big five, that was uh, when we incorporated pull-ups. And it was like, I was 25 year old Chris again. I I was doing 12 pull-ups and there was no strain at all in my tendons. And I mean, I just felt great. (laughs) So it was just like, holy cow. I mean, something is happening. Something really good is happening. So that was just, you know, those wins right there, those little things like that, just have been keeping me encouraged and just on track. And I think the other thing is, um, with the amount of water that we drink, um, I pee a lot. So I wake up, you know, at least one time a night. And I've I've always had, you know, prior to this, but Mm. when I get up in the mornings or at night, I, you know, before I started the program, i probably look like an 85 year old man, just creaking and just, like, Oh God. Ugh. But now I'm just like a spry cat. that can just like jump right up. There's no aches, pains. It's amazing. You know. And I'm just like, again, just like amazing myself that, you know, I, I feel like I've hit the fountain of youth <laughs> at 47, you know? So it, it's, it's been phenomenal. That's so again, cool. With, yeah, it really is. Yeah. That's so
1: cool. And I think one thing that stood out to me in your share, just like as an overall theme is in the process of beginning a program or maybe even any learning journey that has transformation as the end goal, it's like you take action in some plan and then there are certain moments where you start to see traction or progress and results that start to shift your mindset. So like the pull-ups was one of them. The feeling of no joint pain when you're jumping up and feeling just more hydrated and energized. The the waist circumference. It's like there are these little wins that end up being very pivotal. Even though they seem small, they're shifting the mindset. And when you build enough of those, then the mindset really starts to change. And I, I know you're still on the, the tip of that spear as you continue through. Um, but it's very apparent to see how these small little, bits of proof and evidence really can shift a mindset. And a mindset, meaning something that's been set in old beliefs of limitation, has to be shifted out, has to be shaken up, has to be cracked and broken up. And you, you, you basically create the proof through your own action. And that's what you've been doing. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. I want to talk yeah. to you, talk about like the pain of the workouts a little bit too. What what that what's that taught you? And I know pain's an interesting word because you know, maybe it's not not you're not talking about debilitating joint pain, but just like it's hard. And has that shifted you into the mindset of like doing more hard things? Is that carried over into other areas of life? Can we speak into that a little bit?
0: You know, um, you know, pain is a, a word that um, you know, I'm just looking at your your uh unbreakable. You know, I'm working through this and pain has been a common theme for me in, in the past year, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, starting from the divorce and, and whatnot. But um, I've always been, you know, I think everybody, as you said, we're, we're we're apprehensive. We do not want to experience pain and we'll do anything that we possibly can to avoid it. And I've been doing that pretty much all my life whether it is being a fearful kid who's afraid of learning how to swim because I'm going to drown or getting up in front of uh, people to speak in public speaking. You know, there, there's always been something like that. You know, I I don't know if it's uh, nature versus nurture. I'm going to probably say it's a nature thing uh, for me, but I've always battled that, you know? Um, So that those pain points, whether it's public speaking or whether it's working out, I've tried to avoid. And, you know, specifically with the workout uh, side of things, my workout before uh, Fit Father Project was, I don't want to push myself more than like, if I'm working out 30 minutes, then, you know, it's too much. I'm, I'm wasting my time. You know, my heart rate, you know, the majority of my working out was strength training, Uh, nothing very progressive. Sometimes I would, you know, I I did the starting strength program and uh, never really pushed it further than that. I would get bored with the workouts and always look for something new and exciting and um, just never really sticking with it. But, you know, with, um, through phase one and that day one, you know, I, I felt that pain. And before this, before that mental you switch in my my brain. Um, I would probably not push myself. I would maybe stop at seven or eight. But I said, you know what? I am not doing that. I am going to push myself because through pain we grow, and that's physically and mentally. And that's something that, again, I'm really working on and learning. If I didn't push myself to work harder, to push through the pain, you know, of, uh, going through those apex 10 workouts and, you know, uh, you know, the great destroyers kicking my butt now, mm-hmm. but, and I don't look forward to it. And I, I think that's an, a, a good note for a lot of new guys. Cause you kind of see that it's a common theme in, in the, uh, in the brotherhood mm-hmm. Facebook pages. You know, uh, I don't feel like doing it. Well, who cares what you feel push through your feelings and just do it. Yeah. you know, and because at the end, man, once I get through that workout, I just feel awesome. And it, again, it's just another win another layer that I'm building towards success, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I don't think I've, uh, one time in, in one workout that I didn't push myself and, and, uh, actually do it.
1: I think a reflection on that is it's almost seems to, as you're sharing that, that the pain and discomfort and the strain and the pushing through the the uncomfortability is the same. It's it's half of the triumph that you feel on the other side of it. And it's like in the in in the pain is the seed of that triumph and feeling of accomplishment. And I think if we can start to think of them more holistically instead of separate things, you know, I think there's something to be said about that. That bigger picture mindset. And also, I think a lot of guys fall into the trap of like just listening to their mental chatter constantly. And there are a lot of bad patterns like, oh man, I had a big day at work. I'm stressed. I'm just going to go eat this thing, or I'll skip this today, or I'll do XYZ. And like when you start really believing your weak thoughts and let that kind of guide your decisions, I mean, that's really easy to fall into a rut. But you're doing something very different here. You're being conscious about, I have a higher goal. Than this momentary discomfort. And I'm approaching this willingly. And in doing so, it's almost like a little bit of a self-sacrifice, a sacrifice of that weak mindset on this on this table here, on the other side of that. You get to experience like a a renewal, a, a strengthening, a triumph. And then, you know, I think it does change the mind over time. And then ultimately you start to become more intrinsically motivated to work out you know? So it's really cool. The, the kind of psychology that you're elucidating through all this, it's powerful. Absolutely. Yes.
0: I think you mentioned it in one of your podcasts, it's that neural grooving, Yeah. you know, I'm developing those neural grooves and what I was apprehensive to do for five months ago, I'm actually looking forward to doing it now, you know, Mm -hmm. specifically, you know, the fasting portion of it. Yeah. I never thought fasting would be in my vocabulary i thought that happened during the biblical days um i know jesus did it and all that but you know it was not going to be for me because i would probably die or you know die of starvation or whatnot but you know after listening to your podcast of, of the uh, you know the the uh, anabolic versus catabolic yeah. and and the actual health benefits of fasting and then just kind of uh Kind of reaching out through the, the brotherhood, you know, you, you can do this. It's not that big a deal, you know. If you're already doing intermittent fasting, you're, you'll be able to do another six hours. Yeah. And I'm actually fasting. You know, I'm doing the two day fast now. I'm actually fasting until six forty five. Nice. So I'm definitely ready to eat, but uh, it's it's hunger is not driving yeah. my decisions anymore. You know, which is a beautiful thing. You know, I'm I'm in control, and you know I'm not going to say that I'm perfect with it, but I'm pretty close to being perfect with it. And it's because it's it's a decision that I'm making.
1: Yeah, and you're noticing hunger as a sensation. I think it's we are in a society where we we like have lots of different emotions. Sometimes we feel angry, and we learn how to self regulate and not like slam our car into someone else on the road or to lash out in an inappropriate place. But hunger is something different. We've kind of like a lot of us are chained to this idea that I'm hungry and immediately that leads to a compulsion that I must eat. And fasting so interesting because it creates a little space between stimulus and response and gives you the ability to exert conscious willpower and you get a lot of health benefits. So I love that you're experiencing that. And one other thing that comes up for me is, um, you know, I think there's this, there's an old motto, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I think that's a, that's completely bullshit. And, and I think it's bullshit because I see it every day with guys like you and in the program. It's like, you know, you're coming up on the back part of your back part of your 40s about to be 50. And like you used to have a mindset of, you know, maybe this is just how it is. But now you're doing so many new things like MRT workouts, fasting, you know, all these other things you're exploring. And I think part of the value of the program, and I'd like you to speak into this if it's true for you, is just novelty in itself it's the fact that you now you're doing new things you're breathing new energy new focus new enthusiasm into your life and for you specifically it seems like it's really kind of coming into fruition with the big changes you've had to your family structure and all this so it's like I, I i wonder like how much of it is just the novelty and excitement too of like following a new program and and doing something for the betterment of you i think that's that's transformational just in your commitment to do that and experiencing new
0: things in its own right Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, one of the the great, the genius things about this program is it is constantly changing. So, you know, throughout the different phases, you know, you're, I started off with the Apex 10, Mm -hmm. got that under my belt. Now it went to um, double trouble, I think. Double trouble. And now (laughs) I was like, holy cow, it's going to get worse. All right. And then I started to get used to it. And then the Great Destroyer, I'm like, I've already been doing one through 10. What's five through 10 down to five, but you know, but it's extremely hard and there's so many different ways of pushing yourself. So yeah. if you, you know, through the time frame, or through the, the actual weight that you use, so it is a very humbling experience too. So, you know, I'm, I'm using 10 pound dumbbells, but, um, some of the workouts with the great destroyer, I increased it to 20 pounds per your, your suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's a, it's a brand, you know, it's a fresh way of, of, doing things. And, you know, I think I'm going to be entering into the next, uh, phase of, you know, phase two, I believe. So there's, you know, always something new. I think it's carb cycling is going to be next. Yeah. And, you know, just being, I'm really excited because I'm a lifetime member. So I'm like, okay, I know, um, it was recommended that once I get through this, you know, you have, you can look forward to doing the OSM workouts, which is yeah. going to be nice because it, it looks like it's very similar to what I was doing before. So there's going to be that constant, you know, uh, change, and and growth, and you know, and um, I'm looking forward to just continuing to strip off the body fat to you know wherever it goes, and then kind of rebuilding. And it, you, know, the, you know, I say that, but I feel like I'm actually bigger now. Yeah. Cause now that you can actually see some of the yeah. definition, you know, it's just like, it's, it's amazing really is. And that's, that's great. That now that you're Mm -hmm. starting OSM,
1: when you do start OSM leaner, it's something we hugely recommend because so many guys want to jump into lifting the big weights right away, but like also all that metabolic conditioning workouts you've been doing with the circuits and the weights, like you're going to, you're, you're probably gotten much stronger and your work capacity is probably super high. So when you hop under a barbell for classic strength training, you're going to be bringing a lot of firepower to that type of program. So that's really cool.
0: Awesome. Yes.
1: I was gonna ask you, where do you want to be in five to 10 years? I mean, it's kind of, you started to answer that like, well, or maybe even let's go longer. Where do you want to be when you're like 70 or 80? What's your vision for like a deep future? Your kids are, your kids are getting married. So 20 years from now or something like that, how do you see yourself? Where are you at? What what, what What's life like for you?
0: Uh, man, that's a great question. Um, yeah, it's funny, you know, going through the The changes that I've gone through over the past year. One of of the big changes is financial changes. So I'm kind of restarting over, you know, restarting financially. So I've been finding myself going to a lot of retirement calculators and in a lot of these calculators, you have to kind of determine what is your lifespan. And I think by default, one of them is 95. I'm like, I better push that down. There's 95, that's too long. And now I'm like, maybe I should keep it here. You know, <laughs> Lord willing, I'm gonna try yeah. my very best, you know. So um I'm gonna make sure that I, I have the money, the finite, you know, the financial resources to be able to live to 95 and beyond. And I'm gonna do my darndest to ensure that I I do that. You know, so um so I think physically, you know, the physical perspective is I want to be that dude that walks into a room or wherever, and you're like, holy crap, this guy's 90 years old, like a Jack LaLanne type of guy, yeah. you know? And just, you know, just doing it, you know, I want to be, continue uh, doing it smart. You know, I, I want to continue, I, I will be a lifelong member. You know, this is, you know, this is my plan for life. Mm-hmm. I am not jumping ship. This is, you know, it has everything that I need to live a long, healthy life. All right, so uh, physically, i want to be in great shape um fit financially, you know, with um, and I'm just projecting here, um with the the mindset changes that I'm gonna be working on, I'm going to continue um being the best employee that I can, uh, looking for opportunities to advance my career, whether it's with the current company I, I am I'm with now, um or with another company. Um and just allow myself to, um, overcome this, those dragons and, and just look into that shadow, bring out everything that I've, you know, subconsciously battling and just overcome that and just really become the best version of myself, regardless of, you know, what age I'm at. Nice. You know? and, and really just, you know, ultimately just give it to the Lord and do what I can. And Lord willing, if I do have a long, uh, Life is going to be a healthy one.
1: That's beautifully said. Yeah, yeah. You know, I honestly, I'd say, I share the exact same vision for my future too—healthy and spry, and inspirational into old age, continuing into financial abundance that's fueled by personal growth and service. Yeah, I mean, like that is beautiful desires that I share with you completely. Uh, Now, some advice for guys who are maybe starting out in in your phase of the game and maybe specifically advice for guys who are going through a big life transition point now, too, because there's many guys who start in this program who, you know, have, you know, spouses or stability and they're not making changes in multiple domains of life like you are. So advice for for guys starting out who have a lot of energy moving in a lot of different fronts of life. What would you say?
0: I would just say um, realize that it is attainable. You know, I'm an average basic guy who's going through a lot, which we all have, whether it's physical challenges, divorce, marital conflict, whatever it is, you know, you really have to want to do it. You know, and I think going back to the very beginning of the program, writing out your why statement, I think that really is the critical thing. Because if you don't have the why you want to do this, then it's not going to happen. Uh, I mean, you're going to just continue to look for excuses, look for reasons, look for other magic pills or workouts. Um, But I would definitely encourage you to find your why and really reflect on what it is. So for me, it was to get in better shape, you know, so that way, you know, I can continue playing and having a great time with my kids while they're still young I want to be able to attend my, you know, my daughter's wedding and walk down the aisle and be able to dance freely and, you know, and be silly and, you know, uh, same thing with my son's wedding. You know, so I really just, whether it's, you know, you know, that, that's really my main motivation as a father. I just want to be in the best shape that I can. So really, just find your why, whatever that why is, and just keep that in at the forefront as you go through the program. Yeah. You know, if you do have excuses, just you know, life happens, you know. Um, but if you can't make a workout, if you you, you kind of get off track on 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 the diet, then you have tomorrow. Today, just live in day-tight compartments as as Dale Carnegie says, live in day-tight compartments. You may fail, but remember that you can get back right, get right back on, and and continue you know, on on the next day. And I, I think um, I would also encourage members to really take advantage of the brotherhood community. I think that's really what separates this program. Because before I was I was isolated. I'm pretty. I'm kind of a private guy. I don't like working out with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, still work out by myself, but having that, um, that brotherhood, you can kind of see guys that are just starting guys that are with you and guys that have you know, been, you know, veterans that are constantly contributing to, uh, the, the Facebook group. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I love about it is, you know, social media gets a bad rap and rightfully so I really stay off Facebook because I just, you know, people complain and, you know, all all this stuff, but man, this is a a beautiful community that I don't think I have not seen any negative, uh, discussion or putting people down. It's so contrary to what we experience in social media. So this is, you know, just, um, definitely take advantage, ask questions, contribute if you can, or just kind of glean the wisdom and and, uh, knowledge that people are posting, Mm. you know?
1: That's a powerful powerful answers all over the board um, a couple of things that stood out to me that I just think are really cool to highlight obviously you're sharing about the why and connecting to that and oftentimes that means bringing the future into the present through the reflection process the mission statement even the unbreakable guide that you're working through right now that's that's awesome and then two you said something about like mentally start to work in compartments and chunks like take it a day at a time even a meal at the time but like that that's so freeing because and I'll, I'll share this is a little bit my personal faith, but like I believe that we're set up on God's natural law with cycles. You know, we have the daily cycle, the 24 hour cycle. And, and if we start to tune into that, knowing that we can align ourselves and try to win this day. And if it doesn't go great, we have a new fresh start the next day. So it's like we can start to purify ourselves by working in those increments. And then, of course, the fellowship and the goodness that you can find inside our community and groups is like kind of like the magic X factor that we're mm-hmm. not in this alone. There are other people, you know, behind us or ahead of us that we can glean inspiration and support from. And I, I think that a rising tide brings up all ships, and that's certainly that's what hilarious. I see in the brotherhood. And the coolest thing is, it's not like we filter out negative comments. It's just like. The vibe of the group is everyone is mm-hmm. positive and here to right. live like a healthy values based life and to lift each other up and I think it 's a yeah. privilege to witness and to be a part of, and I know you feel the same yes. way
0: yeah, absolutely well said, definitely, and I think it reminds me of one of the things uh, you in your discussion with Connor was the lone wolf mentality, yeah you know I think we 're just so ingrained to be independent i don 't have to share anything i don 't want to share anything with you it 's my private business. And that's, that's fine. But I think if you really want to be successful, I think it is imperative, not only in fitness, but in other areas of your life, let your guard down. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning how to do. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm learning how to let my guard down, to be exposed, to be, um, you know, just be humble and, and vulnerable in, um, physical you know know, through the workouts uh through other areas of my life and that's something that you know i really see the need for is to be able to have other brothers whether it's in this community or uh brothers through my my church my friends to to have that that group
1: i so i so agree with you and (laughs) like i actually got chills when you said that about the word that came to mind was vulnerability which i think is is the like the lone wolf at least if we take it that as an idea, would, would be someone who can completely independently strong, doesn't need anyone else, but it almost kind of implies that little chip on the shoulder. And the vulnerability aspect, I believe, is what loops back to what you said in the very beginning, is to be vulnerable, you must recognize your shadow. You must be able to see truly those parts of yourself that are painful, dark, that have been compartmentalized. And then to be vulnerable is to be able to bring light onto those. And even so, to bring other people into seeing that light And I think that also brings you closer to God in the process because it brings you closer to truth. And when you get closer to truth through your own self-examination, man, you're on the path of like, Honesty and I would say even righteousness, because like when you can see things clearly, now you can make changes. Now you can make new decisions from a from a clear vantage point. And now you're more open. I think this idea, these dimensions of opening up to life or constricting and hiding in, pain is constricting, you know, fear is constricting, where this expansionary energy is kind of like it's loving open new possibilities and I I just think you're dancing so clearly with these dynamics, and it's fun to be able to use your life experience here on this powerful conversation to show people these themes that are running in the background that we're not always conscious of, but you certainly are because you're intentional about this work. And I want to thank you for being vulnerable in this podcast, sharing everything you did. It means a lot to me, and I know it's going to mean a lot to many guys who are listening to this. Excellent. Yes. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, Chris. I appreciate you tremendously um, for being a part of our brotherhood. I wish you so much success into the future. I'm so grateful you're a lifetime member because we have a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline to continue to keep you engaged and interested. And this is my invitation to you. After you do, let's just fast forward a year, two years, and you've run through all the phases of OSM, I would love to have you back on to have a follow-up conversation about what it's been like for you at that phase. You'll be one of our veterans at that point and to hear about how you've transformed even more into that next phase. I'm, I'm so looking forward to that.
0: Excellent. I would be honored to do that. And thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, Visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a Fit Father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.